But that was around the time that lavender became like a massive signifier for. <laughs> Love Taylor Swift. Oh my Sorry. god, so true. Yeah. <laughs> Loki, do you think Taylor Swift is kind of pretty or no? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's crossed my mind. Welcome back to Sextras, where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm Honey. And I'm Maria. And today we are, in honour of it being Lesbian Visibility Week, we're doing a episode about like realising you're lesbian and compulsory heterosexuality. And we're really excited mm-hmm. about it. So... Yeah, it's... We've talked... I feel like we've talked about being bi a lot being gay with our friend Will and like with Kabir but we we've yet to talk about lesbians and what better time to do it than lesbian visibility week here's a shout out to you to all the lesbians out there (laughs) to all our lesbian (laughs) friends love love our lesbians love you (laughs) literally love you like date us (laughs) well date me (laughs) so we kind of wanted to just talk about like compulsory heterosexuality more broadly and talk about like how it obviously affects everyone, how it affects women and then how it affects lesbians and then how that affects like figuring out that you're a lesbian. And then we're also going to be joined by a few of our lesbian slash questioning friends slash guests and yeah they're gonna tell us about their experience so we're excited let's get into it yeah so should we kind of like explain what compulsory heterosexuality is for people who Mm -hmm. don't know take it away (laughs) (laughs) so it's basically what it says like the idea of like compulsory like something that is forced into you or like forced onto you by society and then heterosexuality which is like obviously being attracted to the opposite gender or sex or whatever which as we know in itself is literally just like made up so it's so stupid that attraction to like the opposite is even a thing that we're forced into but it's just like the idea that like being straight is the default and like we're sold this kind of like normalcy around opposite sex couples and like what that lifestyle looks like and that all attraction should kind of fit into that and anything outside of that is taboo or like wrong or like not real so is it kind of like heteronormativity or is it more nuanced yeah it's kind of the same thing i think i feel like to me because it kind of sounds like a different way to talk about it in a way that's more like because compulsory and normativity have like different connotations, I guess. So it, it yeah. kind of just paints a different picture of a similar thing that's going on, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of all like from the same root, essentially, which is like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Got it. So basically, the concept that like the normal thing and the standard thing and the thing that everyone should do in inverted Mm. commas should is be attracted to the 
the opposite sex, right? And yeah. like the system in which we live is made for that, essentially. Yeah. But also just that. like that everyone is that. It kind of clouds all other options in a way of like okay, right. when you're growing up, you kind of you don't think like, oh, maybe like I'm attracted to someone like to a girl you just think oh it's just a phase or whatever or like that's not a real thing you don't even know that that's an option got it um because like got it and then because of like all of the films that you watch and like basically every question you're asked growing up you basically don't even consider that like your feelings are valid Mm -hmm. and then yeah so realizing that you're a lesbian is kind of like something that you have to go through to like get to it's not just something that you just are like born with the knowledge of got it right or like socialized with the knowledge of which is why it can be so difficult for like some people to realize that they're a lesbian and like compulsory heterosexuality especially affects women obviously like everything else it's harder for women to like realize these things because women are told way more than men in general like this is what you should be and like Mm. attraction to men in every circumstance is kind of the default so like and and it goes back to like sorry not to go on just like a rant about (laughs) it but like it goes back to like the victorian era when being gay like a man having sex with a man like sodomy was criminalized but it wasn't Mm -hmm. criminalized for women because they didn't even think that women would like stoop that low like they didn't (laughs) even think that women would do that so (laughs) yeah it was it was just completely like invisible so yeah do you want to say anything about that what i was kind of thinking about is just that it reminded me of sort of like conversations that we've had i guess because it's all societal but like conversations that we've had like about the male gaze and sort of like things that you know like being kind of like okay trying to be introspective about it and almost like when you're being introspective and being like oh maybe I am into girls and then being like oh no 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 but like that's silly you know that that's kind of what made me think of it like oh like I'm doing this against the male gaze but then like oh are you doing it against the male gaze or like is that perpetuating the male gaze I don't know how it just made me think how like it's like a little bit of a trap like an introspective Mm. and like societal trap really yeah and I think it also talks a lot about like the whole concept of compare I'm just gonna call that from now because it's way easier is basically like the idea of forcing yourself to like a man because that's what society tells you you should do Mm. like regardless of like listening to yourself and like whether you actually are attracted to men and whether you actually do enjoy dating them because I think the thing about so basically we should explain there's this thing called the master like the lesbian master doc (laughs) (laughs) if you're on like if you were ever on tumblr and you're on tiktok you probably know about it because every queer woman has seen something about it online and essentially it kind of dispels the myth of liking men and like asks all of these questions to like figure out whether you're a lesbian and whether you actually like men because I think a lot of the time like and all people who are attracted to men are probably guilty of this again because of like how we're socialized and like the fairy tales that we see in like rom-coms and films or whatever and like what a straight couple looks like is nothing like what it looks like in real life as we all know Mm. so yeah and it asks all these questions like do you or it states all these like scenarios like 
do you find yourself like wanting attention from men but when you actually get it you're like repulsed by it or like different kind of variations on that so yeah we'll link that obviously in the episode notes if you want to go check it out but I was just rereading it this morning because like every time I read it I'm like whoa (laughs) like this is too much for me yeah so I was wondering like whether you could say some of the stuff that like comes up or like examples or things that like you and yourself are like oh maybe I'm a lesbian (laughs) um yeah well I feel like so I feel like we should clear up kind of like the journey that I've had I think I've talked about it in other episodes but like obviously at the start of the podcast I was like well I'm bi like and I always kind of identified as bi but I feel like now I I identify more as like queer than bi um just because like I don't know it just makes more sense also I think because like I'm not having sex I'm not dating anyone and I'm in such a like questioning phase in my life I don't know why queer just feels more right but also I don't really feel the need to like put a label on it because no one really ever asks me I think everyone just assumes that I am queer but on the like you haven't really been dating people and stuff I feel like there's like well I don't know I've heard from you know women like older women I mean she does sing in two different memoirs that I've <laughs> listened to but um, heard. <laughs> I've heard like <laughs> but okay that's still like two you know and like I have heard something along these lines from other people as well and like in shows and stuff like you know a period of like celibacy or like needing to like stop dating men because like like I'm I'm thinking about Dolly Alderton right now but you know like how she like she went on the celibacy period because she was like yeah like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing like what I want and like what I necessarily like want from men and like what I'm trying to like get from men that I shouldn't be trying to get from them you know and like the disappointment and all of that shit so like to me it like makes a lot of sense that in a period that you haven't been like sleeping with men or like seeing men or women like you know that is like you've had more time to really be like okay is this actually even what I want like what am I actually getting out of these interactions and is that actually like what I want moving forward or is which what which is why I brought it up like I feel like when people go through these celibacy periods they have these realizations of like yeah this isn't what I want like what was I doing doing all of that Mm, you know yeah I feel like that has happened for me because like okay updates guys it's been 14 months since I had sex (laughs) (laughs) and like yeah I do think that it has kind of made me have like higher standards of like who I am gonna have sex with if I like who I next have sex with but just because it's been so long it's like well I'm not just gonna have sex with anyone so then because of that it's made me kind of reflect on like my past interactions with men and like what I've actually gotten out of them and like is that really what I want from my life and like not that that can never happen again like not that I can never have a fulfilling sexual relationship with a guy again or romantic relationship 
I think like something that I've really realized is like am I just gonna wait around for that to happen and that's such a like compet thing is like thinking oh but like you know I'll meet one guy like one day and he will fulfill the idea of what I want from a man or like fulfill the idea that I've been sold Mm for a man and like that's just not true that's probably never gonna happen and like I don't want to just wait around and be disappointed by men so yeah that I kind of like try to limit my (laughs) interactions with men quite a lot and I don't think that that really means anything but or like it could but I don't know if I'm like quite ready (laughs) like at that point yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so then I think I've been like really romanticizing dating a woman because of that which has been kind of like an interesting turn of events of my celibacy but yeah it's made me realize like all the positives to dating a woman and I feel like it's really changed my mindset about it because like obviously since my first relationship that was with a woman was so toxic I feel like it's quite nice to just have this period of introspection to be like, okay, but like there are so many like potential pros that can come from it. So, yeah. And I mean, you have always said like, not always, but like, I think we've had conversations on the podcast that you've been like, I would never want to live with a man and like the thought of, so I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to live with a man. I don't want to end up with a man. Like, all of these things, like, in the in the lesbian master doc, it's like, okay, well, this could be a sign. But then I'm like, I also don't want to, like, not honour myself by kind of, like, ignoring bisexuality. Because I also feel like that's something that can get lost. I mean, I don't want to make the episode about bisexuality because that's not what it's about. It's more about, like, figuring out your sexuality. But I do think sometimes bisexuality can get ignored in, like, the binary of sexuality as well of like gay or straight and I think Mm. it's okay to like feel those things but then also a lot of lesbians realize they're a lesbian after coming out as bi so it's like you know it's obviously just different for everyone and I think that's why knowing about compulsory heterosexuality is kind of helpful because it helps you kind of dispel whether you are actually interested in men and like whether that means you're a lesbian or bi or whatever, it just like helps you get some clarity of like your own attraction, regardless of like what society says. So yeah. Anyway, what about you? I mean, <laughs> like, do, how do you feel like compet has kind of like influenced the way you date men and the way you perceive men? I mean, like, yeah, probably most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I literally, like, did not, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, the blueprint for, like, a little straight girl, you know? Like, when I was young, like, before I turned 14 and, like, all of my hopes and dreams of life and everything. And because I grew up in such a patriarchal, heteronormative society Mm. and, like, environment, you know, before I moved to London, that, like... Yeah, to me, it's like, yeah, baby, like, that's that's my future. I'm going to be a mama, like, not never, like, not even planning on getting a degree, nothing, like, in my head, you know, like, that's what was going to happen. Marry a man, have the, like, little picket fence life. But, yeah, and then when I kind of, like, started liking girls, like, it was never, like, I don't know, to me, I, like, really, like, never felt like a rebellion or anything, like, it kind of just happened you know and then when like that was going on like 
I saw myself like fully like there were times and periods that I was like oh my god like I could never like date men again like for real for real and then you know that comp het like drags you back yeah and I think we have touched on it before but like I think parts of it is also why it's like like why is it so much easier to a it's not even like you know just the like I guess it's compulsory not only in like a an internal way and the way you feel but just like the way everything is set up is so much easier you know like it's so much easier to shag a guy than it is a girl we've talked about that before you know like there's just all these aspects of life that you just like kind of like let you slot back into that Mm mm-hmm but I and then I I'm sorry and then just go to go back to like that point where I was like yeah I feel like I could like actually be fully gay there was always this like little thing in the back of my head that was like almost like a fear of like oh my god what if I actually do end up with a woman like mm. like that can't happen like in the back of my mind I always saw myself like walking down the aisle to a man even if like yeah. outwardly and like day to day I really didn't feel like you know, like I was like very much like just attracted to girls and like not men. But I don't know, yeah, like I it's like it's really, really within me, like that like walking down the aisle moment. I don't know. No, yeah. And I think that's why such a lot of lesbians kind of like have that like stopover to bisexuality of like there is mm. that such an emotional barrier of like, what if I am fully gay? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. It's like, you're already like halfway there baby like might as well <laughs> just be <laughs> you know what I mean not that like bisexuality doesn't exist but like I don't know I think it's such an interesting thing of like you need to have the validation of liking men or like have the validation of men liking you to feel like a whole person and like I don't know I think that can be really damaging because like everything we've learned about romance and attraction is well this is how you flirt with a guy this is what happens on the first date with a guy this is what happens after five dates and this is what happens like a year into a relationship and like I think that leaves a lot of room for toxicity in the queer world of like people just don't know how to have relationships with yeah someone people don't know how to flirt like that comes up so much I don't know how the fuck to flirt with a girl no clue because when I try to imagine what it looks like, I'm like, that's is that not just like being a friend or like, oh no, I don't know, what mm. if they're they don't feel the same way or what if they don't recognize it or you know, all these things. Whereas with a guy, I don't really know, but like, I know how to pretend how to flirt with a guy, like, I can picture <laughs> what it should look like. Okay, something that's just coming up in my head that is like, I really don't know how helpful it is, really. But when you think about it, it's like such a like double edged sword because. We complain about, like, this whole representation, like, non-representation kind of idea. Because, okay, we get fed this, like, idea of love and relationships and, like, like, heterosexual, like, the perfect love fed down our throats day in, day out, right? So then we, like, complain about, yeah, and then we're, like, told, like, this is the way it's meant to be and, like, this, like, gets this idea in our heads. But then, like, in a way, in queer relationships, like, there's because of that lack of like a blueprint there's also this kind of like huge freedom 
to mm. it, right? That you can't have. I think it's problematic in both that it like normalizes that kind of love so much that then if you're not, you don't fall within it, you're like, oh my God, like what's wrong with me? But then if you just look at it from a different perspective of like, yeah, I'm different and I can like, how lucky am I? You know, I can like make my own idea of this. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, it's like kind of problem, but then I also see how like it's problematic to not have representation of like queer relationships and like the history of that and like the erasure of lesbianism and gay and gayness and like all of those mm. subcultures that have existed all the time. It's just like no one gives a fuck and it's not documented, so. Or it's like ostracized, so <laughs> like. Yeah, and we should be able to like recognize those feelings when they come up rather than being like, no but like no one else is is like that so it can't be me mm. and like a lot of in, like personal invalidation going on and stuff so yeah I don't know I feel like I feel so like proud of people <laughs> not that like literally anyone cares what I think about them but like <laughs> I don't know just when I think about people who are like so confidently gay or like lesbian or whatever like how the recognition that must have like gone into that and like not just like the societal barriers but I'm sure like all the personal barriers as well like people's families and yeah like it's a whole load of stuff but I also think we're like in a generation where having to put a label on stuff is like not necessary and yeah I think that that's it's good that we have that freedom but it's still like a long way off what it should be so yeah anyway having said that should we talk to our friendies about their experiences yeah definitely like uh, I'm very curious to what they'll have to say about this actually being lesbians and you know yeah. <laughs> maybe it like really isn't that deep maybe like literally they're like yeah men are disgusting why would I ever be attracted to that obviously like woman was the way yeah because <laughs> so I think we'll there's see. like a few stages right there's like some people that are like okay I'm definitely gay like not even a question there's some mm. people that are like I could be but I have also liked men at some point and then there's people mm. who are still like at the beginning of their journey so yeah we're gonna hear from a few of those different stages and hopefully this will be helpful to anyone who's questioning and hopefully celebrate the importance of telling lesbian stories so yeah hope you guys enjoy <laughs> thank you so much for joining us um we're gonna talk a little bit about everyone's journey to coming to terms with their sexuality <laughs> so does everyone want to introduce themselves i'm danny i'm cassie i'm emily thank you so much for joining us guys because i feel like we should like give our qualifications you know what i mean like i feel like we should be oh like my, God, yeah, give I, qualifications. my name is cassie like i'm a lesbian veteran been a lesbian for yeah. years like you know, I'm a qualified. PhD lesbian, so. <laughs> seven years experience <laughs> deep in the trenches of lesbianism <laughs> what are your qualifications three years no like Four years of lesbianism and a year of bisexuality question mark but actually probably less than like a few months of bisexuality okay. it feels like <laughs> active duty doesn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i'm doing my charity work yeah. <laughs> 
Emily, what are your qualifications? Like six years straight and then like five years a lesbian. For context, Danny and Emily are dating and they have been for about six months. Emily's just moved abroad and Danny is on my master's course. So we're doing a three-way call between London, where me, Cassie and Danny are recording, Maria in Paris and Emily in Spain. So sometimes the audio is a little bit questionable, so apologies for that in advance. Anyway, back to the regularly scheduled programming. Sexuality is a spectrum, you know. <laughs> it's fluid. <laughs> I feel like sexuality is just purely based on the people you've met, you know. That's a good point. I think that, yeah. I imagine, like, that's kind of true. Like, low-key, loads of girls that I went to secondary school with are, like, like, the majority of the girls that I went to secondary school with are now bisexual. And I genuinely think it's because, like, most Irish men are really, really unattractive. (laughs) And like I said, I would love Oh, don't, don't even talk about Paul Mescal. No. Also, Paul Paul Mescal is like he's like from Dublin. Like that's the most unattractive shit you could ever do. Like <laughs> Dublin, <laughs> literally, like no, like actually no. Like I'm from the south, south, south. Like that is so no. embarrassing. Okay, but anyway, coming back to this whole like who you're attracted to is like who you know at the time. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have like one person who made you realize you were attracted to girls? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest with you. I think it's men that made me realise that I'm not. <laughs> I, think yeah, was, I think it was more like I had a realisation that I just didn't, re- I didn't enjoy like my relationships with men. Like I fully, fully thought my whole teenage experience that like I hadn't met the right man or just everyone was lying. Like I didn't think that anyone had romantic feelings towards men. I thought they were all just bigging it up and chatting shit. Like that's, that was fully my experience. And then, like, the first time that I, like, then I would just be weirdly obsessed about times that, like, I'd gotten with girls on nights out and stuff. And then the first time I actually got a crush on a girl, I was like, I just want to be you so intensely. But also, like, I, I think about you 24-7. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was so it yeah. was so bad. And then I was like, wait, fuck, maybe that's what they were talking about. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I should have come to that realisation earlier. But, yeah. yeah, it wasn't to do with women. It was to do with men. Okay. No, I had crushes on girls, like, since I was, like, like since I remember like that's the first crush that I remember is like I was like four and it was in primary school and I had this crush on this girl but it even though that happened throughout like my entire like up until teenage years whatever I never actually realized that made me queer like I was like every time it happened I was like it's probably a phase it's probably like it's probably like everyone feels like this I was like everyone gets crushes on girls Mm. and then it wasn't until I had a crush on a girl in like sixth form and it was quite a serious crush that I was like I think I actually like her. And then I was like, that makes me not straight. Like, that makes me not one of the heterosexuals. Um, Yeah. Gaslighting yourself is so real. I feel like every queer woman that I know has fully gassed at themselves into thinking that, like, I can't be attracted to women. This is just, like, girl crush type of thing. Because all girls say that. Like, all girls are like, I could definitely fall in love with a woman. And, like, no, you couldn't. Like if yeah. like if you are straight, you actually couldn't though. Do you know what I mean? I know. That does fuck me a bit. Yeah. Wait, Emily, what about you? Yeah, I think the the same same as Cassie really. Like I just didn't like men. Like, I just like they repulsed me. So I was like, hang on, something's <laughs> not quite right here. Um, and that kind of I, I was I had like a fair few boyfriends like when I was a teenager and they all I was like, Oh maybe the next one, maybe this one will be 
you know, it would be good. And, you know, maybe I'll enjoy it and I'll be attracted to him. And then it never really happened. So I was like, okay, let's try with a woman. And then it was like, boom, like, I'm fucking gay. <laughs> yeah, but even with the thing of, like, um, like your sexuality is informed by who you've met before, I low-key feel like I would have been fruity no matter what. Like, no matter where I was. Yeah, same. <laughs> that's kind of the difference between, like, bisexual and, like lesbian because like I don't feel like no matter where I lived no matter who I had like loved no matter who I'd had feelings for no matter what kind of woman there was around do you know what I mean I'd fall in love with like someone who was like female in some type of way or like sapphic in some type of way like it would just happen you know yeah Yeah. so was it like kind of easy for you to realize that you were fully gay or like what was the the experience like I think, like, honestly, because I originally came out as bisexual, as everyone does. Classic. Yeah. And I literally didn't really believe myself. I kind of, like, I kind of started telling people that I was bisexual, but, like, I didn't really believe it. I was just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> probably. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it was a teaser. It's yeah, an actual exactly. thing. Good <laughs> news coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, like, I very much presented it to everyone as, like, oh, I'm just, like, curious or, like, questioning or whatever. And then, to be honest, it was my first, like, emotional trauma from a woman. I was like, okay, well, I would not be this, like, you know, destroyed if this wasn't a real thing. And then after I'd had my first relationship with a woman, I was like, I can never go back again. The idea of being with a man makes me feel physically ill. And, like, if it was, like, the idea of, like, my future as well. Because, like, I don't know if you think of the same way about labels, but I've always thought that, like, I pick a label and then like I stick to it unless I meet someone and then it changes. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. a placeholder for the time being. So I always kind of thought like, yeah, I'm a lesbian, but like, you know, like I'm open to that changing in the future. But like, no, because when I think about my life, if I ever come home from work when I'm like 55 years old, I'm tired, and I just like want to have a nice dinner and I walk in and there's like a man sat on my couch, like that, that is <laughs> that is hell. That is yeah. living hell, and that's nothing to do with sex. That's nothing to do with like what good a partner he is. That's literally just like I just can never picture my life with like my life partner being a man. It just doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Such a good point. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird because I went to all girls school from when I was actually five to eighteen. So I think it was kind of it was easy to get crushes on girls, but there was a very heteronormative vibe. Like it wasn't like people had girlfriends and it was like normal to be queer. It was like everyone was straight and everyone talked about boys. And so I think for a long time, I kind of just like sidelined it. And then when I was with my girlfriend in sixth form, we were like the only queer couple and like everyone knew that we were like mm. lesbian couple and everyone was like, oh my God, you guys are so cute. But it was like a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I just feel like that environment made it a bit strange to sort of realise what my sexuality was. Did you know any like gay, like lesbian couples growing up or like did you have any kind of... No, no. That's kind of crazy that you didn't when you were at all girls school because I feel I like everyone who I know who went to all girls school there was more gays in all girls really? schools. Mm-hmm. It was all yeah. it was also a Catholic school, so I don't know if that and in Jersey, so very like okay. small group. Um, yeah, my mum had like one lesbian friend when I was growing up, and apparently my mum confessed to me recently that when I was like five, she confided in her like I think Danny might be a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> she was like. Yay! <laughs> Apparently my mum's always known. Yeah, I know. 
You said it's because I used to so put funny. pictures of girls all over my walls and I'd never want to put up pictures of boys. <laughs> 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 like, I'd never want to pictures I of love that. <laughs> 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 Emily, what about you? It took me a while to kind of come to terms with it. Like I kept it to myself for a really long time, maybe like five years. Um, and I knew that I was really, you know, I was pretty sure I was gay. I wasn't really sure. Um, and I came out to my mum when I, I had a boyfriend at the time. And I just told her, like, you know, I, I like girls. She was the first person I told. And I don't know. I, it was just it was just kind of traumatic. Like it always I think most people have this where you're you're coming to terms with it yourself and then you're nervous to come out. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know about you guys. Like were you kind of was it a traumatic experience coming out for you or was it like difficult dealing with you know coming to terms with it in your own head because I found that extremely difficult when I was younger um and only now am I completely comfortable but yeah I'm just curious if, if other people have that as well. what like what about it made it so like uncomfortable and like so difficult I, I think it's simply because I just felt kind of ashamed by it initially I was like I didn't know any lesbians. My family were like, I love my family and they're so supportive and amazing now, but they used to say kind of homophobic things and stuff like most of my family did and it made me feel really like, okay, I can't tell anyone. And I've spoken to my mum about this actually and I've been like, you you know, I'm not like having a go at you because it's okay now, but you do realise that that was a big part of why I didn't come out um, because you kind of were saying these things. Um, but yeah, I think I was just, because I used to have really bad anxiety anyway and care what people thought about me, so... I think that being gay on top of that kind of I felt really embarrassed and scared to tell people I think that's what it was. How old were you when you came out? I was 17 I think yeah about 17. And so like how long had it been of kind of coming to terms with that? I think I probably started realising when I was like 12, 13 maybe like really being like hang on a minute. I remember waking up one morning and being like like I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> that was because you had a dream. Who was the dream about? The dream was about um, <laughs> I've forgotten the actress's name, but it's you know Alex from Orange Is the New Black. Oh yeah, classic. I had a dream about her where I was kissing her, and then I woke up and I was like, wait, oh my god, I'm gay. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I start. I I just said I was bisexual from the day that I thought I was kind of free. Okay. And like mm-hmm. I was like fifteen, but okay. to be honest, I didn't find the whole coming out process traumatic at all because I just didn't really care what people's reaction to it was. I was like, well, you're not in my head, so it doesn't really matter what you think. But I think what I found really like genuinely traumatic was realizing how different my life was going to be because, like, I, again, like I grew up in Southern Ireland, like it's a very religious environment. Like my parents are obviously straight and like married and so in love, and like I had this whole image when I was a kid of like, okay, so you go to university, you get a job, you meet a boyfriend, you get married and you have lots of sex and babies. Mm. And then I became really obsessed with them. Um, have you seen that TV show? It's like uh, where the guy, uh, say yes to the dress and the guy like picks everything. <laughs> I became so obsessed with say yes to the dress. I don't know why I think it was Sorry. my way of coping of like, this is never gonna yeah. happen to me. Hey, you did too. I love say yes yeah, to the dress. Yeah, it's actually like, <laughs> It's and I got so into these wedding shows and then that's how I came out to my mum it was like 9pm one night she's like lying in bed reading a book and I came into her room really intensely and I was like do you know why I've been watching so much Say Yes to the Dress and she was like what? Hello? Um, no and I was like well it's because I don't think I'll ever marry a man 
and I just walked out and closed the door. <laughs> we talked about it for another like two months. She was like, <laughs> like remember when you said that thing? I was like, yeah, 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 Loki. I don't know what was going on there, but and now whenever I watch the Esther dress, I'm like, oh. Little baby game. Uh, that's so cute. So cute. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. Or at least like, it's in the little Easter egg. It's like, oh, figure yeah. it out. Like... And I never came up to my dad. I think my no, mum. Me neither. My mum just told him. I was like, I don't want to have that conversation yeah, with you. I've literally never talked to my dad about being gay. <laughs> yeah. Ever. I think the thing about being him. like a little girl, like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, their little, their little girl. It's like, I don't yeah. know. Mm. It's weird. Yeah. So were they like supportive? Ooh, my mum is really supportive mm. my dad wasn't to be honest my dad thought it was like a phase and he just he, he was like it's not even worth thinking about it's not worth talking about like she's obviously not gonna marry a woman or something this is just some weird thing that she can just deal with and then you know i'll never have to think about it and then um we never really spoke about it i was with my ex-girlfriend for a really long time and my parents never met her and i think it was kind of intentional for my dad to be honest i think he just thought like oh she'll have one girlfriend and then she'll go back to men yeah. and then my little sister came out as like a trans lesbian and so my parents were like okay fuck we're gonna, we're, we're gonna step up, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna step to up in terms it. of the pride parent awareness you know and so ever since then to be honest like her coming out really helped my parents like they really like educate themselves my mum was always really open-minded she just didn't know how to speak about it she didn't have any gay friends she didn't you know especially not like lesbian friends so yeah now they're like the most like you know they'll buy pride t-shirts they're so Aww, supportive but originally no i mean my dad's catholic like mm. you know. mm. what about you honey? like with my parents yeah yeah i mean i came out when i was like 17 and i i was in the car i was driving my mom somewhere and she was talking about her friends she has a friend who's i think it was like their daughter was by or their son was by or something and i was i was just like what would you say if I was? <laughs> and she was like, you're not, are you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she was, she was like, oh, okay. And it was kind of fine. And then, yeah, she just told my dad. They've always been like, like I said, I've never talked to my dad about it, but he's always been, like, I, I know that he doesn't have a problem with it. Like, he's, mm. he's always just been like, there for me from a distance with that kind of thing. Whereas, like, my mum, it took her a while to come to terms with it because we were very close and she was kind of, I think like you said like figuring out how to actually talk about it and know like how she should act but then yeah. I think once she did it's been like she's very cool with it and also like like when um I was home at Easter she was asking me and my brother something about like trans people and we were like having an open conversation with it so she's now very like open to the idea of like talking about things and like yeah. figuring out what the right thing is to say so yeah in general she's very supportive with that that's good yeah that's good my brother was like, yes, now we can talk about girls. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, I actually had like literally the same conversation with my mom. We were talking about Maria dating her ex. And she was like, oh, so is Maria like gay or bi? I was like, oh, she's bi. And she was like, what about you? I was like, yeah, I'm bi. <laughs> and she was like, cool. Oh my God. Like a week later, I was like, by the way, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> I love that yeah. conversation when you're younger and you say to your parents like, "Yeah, that my my friend X Y Z like they're not actually my friend." Like I'm never <laughs> getting to do that again. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was so deep in the plot. Like so that dramatic. was so yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah what about like after you came out because you said it, you didn't really find it like traumatic or anything but Danny and Emily did you like what was like the process of kind of like figuring out your sexuality in your own terms like like uh, like after coming out yeah like, yeah I don't know like I think similarly I, I think I said I'm bi because I didn't really know what to call it but it was because I had feelings for a girl and then I entered into a relationship very quickly after that with a girl so it was like it was all kind of like through that relationship that I sort of figured out how I felt about my sexuality so that was quite a long it was like a three-year relationship and so throughout that I was like I'm a lesbian because I never thought about men throughout like that entire time yeah. and then it wasn't until we broke up that I was like maybe I am bi and like maybe I would like to date men so it was, it's kind of similar to what you were saying, like it's very much like who you know and who you're attracted to, like in situations. And then that's kind of like how I've always figured out my sexuality. Yeah, I, I was thinking recently, like one of the reasons why I think so many more people now are coming out as bi than within like older generations is also just because like online, like you see so many different people that would, you would have just never seen ever. Mm, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, especially like androgynous people or people using or people like playing with gender. That, that would be so confusing. Like, looking back on it, for most people who are our age, who are queer, there's some kind of experience of, like, have, seeing a celebrity or, like, someone on a TV show or something. Just about, like, labels in general, mm-hmm. I felt the first time that I ever introduced myself to someone who hadn't known me before and, like, didn't know me in my life as a lesbian, I like, that was a type of euphoria I'd never felt in my entire life before. Mm. So then, like, when it comes to now, like, questioning whether that's still right and stuff, I get so upset at the idea that I wouldn't be a lesbian. Like, mm, I wouldn't be able yeah. to be, like... Like, do you, know, do you know what I mean? That just feels so right, even if maybe at the time for someone, like, I'm attracted to, it's not. Do you yeah, get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. I prefer <laughs> that label. Like, I prefer the word lesbian. Yeah. Bisexual. But how do you introduce yourself to people? Probably, I'd probably say bi, just because that's kind of... Yeah, like, I have dated men like since being in that long-term relationship and so I kind of was like oh I'm bi and so then it was like it kind of gets you don't want to keep changing what you're saying so I was I'd probably say bi but also sometimes I just say like queer or like mm, yeah I don't know because I'm I'm like I don't even know what label I want to assign to it yeah what would you say I usually say bi but like it's so rare that I have to come out to someone new like even with Owen, like yeah. when we first met him, this guy on our course, he was just like, well, you're obviously queer. And that was so like, re- yeah, his, his gaydar is questionable. Yeah, like he but... thought our very obviously gay lecturer was straight and he was yeah. just convinced. He was like, no, he's so straight. And then like, obviously he had a husband and we were like. <laughs> no, but it was so like reaffirming for me because I feel like, <laughs> I don't know, I always feel like I'm like too like straight presenting for some reason mm. so I always think that people just assume I'm straight but then I guess people don't I don't know mm. I do think since I bleached my hair it's, I look more gay but anyway that was irrelevant <laughs> <laughs> that true, but I usually say bye <laughs> if people ask they never do what about you Emily just say gay um because like I've dated more men than I've dated women and I have been attracted to men in the past but yeah. I just like women so much more. I don't. I know I'll never end up with a man. There's no way. So I just say gay because you know 
I just know I won't be with a man again. So, Cassie, sometimes you say that, like you say, lesbian because it most accurately like describes what would is most likely to happen. Yeah. So essentially, like my I, I, my crisis recently that I had was just basically I realized that like there are certain trans men that I'm attracted to, which means that by definition, I'm not a lesbian. Even though like there are lesbians who like date trans men and stuff, like I just wouldn't feel comfortable if I was like in a relationship with someone who was a trans guy and still identifying a lesbian as a lesbian or having people know me as a lesbian. But that's by the by, because that's that's no longer a concern. <laughs> However, why? Is that because you feel like it would like not like reaffirm them or like Yeah, it's for them to be honest. Right. But also yeah. like at the end of the day, I, I use lesbian, yeah, because it is like a predictor. Because like I've dated one trans guy out of however many women in like in my life so it's it feels stupid to like identify my myself around the possibility that I could end up with like a very specific person do you know what I mean yeah um because like you you want to affirm someone within your sexuality but at the end of the day like the most likely thing is that I'm going to end up with a woman so if I meet someone I don't want to say oh I'm bisexual because there's a 1% chance that I could end up with a man. It's like, no, like, obviously, within the, the community that I feel like I would fit into the most is amongst lesbians. Yeah. What about, like, what do you think it would take for you to, like, start saying you're lesbian? Like, what's, like, the barrier there? I don't know. I think it is, it's almost, maybe it is that compulsory heterosexuality thing, like you were saying, like, oh, but, like, if a man was right, then maybe. But the reality is is that I've never had a serious relationship with a man, and I don't think I would. And when you were saying, like, the idea of coming home to a man after a long day, I'm like, that is so heinous. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe maybe I am a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) Coming home. Well, see, this was, this was the thing. That was like a real, like, yeah, fully. Congratulations. Yeah. Well this is actually my coming yeah. story. <laughs> but that was like the full realisation that I had of like, everyone has this idea of like, there's always someone. Realistically, anyone of any sexuality, there's always someone who can make you twist your ideas or, mm-hmm. you know, your sexuality is in some way, like we were saying, dependent on who you know and who you've been introduced to. Yeah. But like, it's not, straight women don't define themselves by like, bisexual just purely because of the fact that there is maybe one woman who could change mm. me. Yeah. So like, yeah. why so do true. so many queer women do that? Yeah. Like, if if there hasn't been a man yet who's made you be like, yeah, 100%, I can see myself being with a man for the rest of your life, then why would you base your whole sexuality around it? Yeah. yeah. Do you know? I think it is like, like you were saying to me earlier, like, I think that I have the capacity to be sexually attracted to men but maybe not romantically interested in men mm. and so I'm like, realistically, I don't want to be in a relationship with a man but I think the idea that like, technically I'm bisexual I think that always just made me be like oh I guess I'm bi but yeah I don't I don't know it's so hard to like adapt like in a way like frees you up to be able to like shag men if it just yeah Yeah. I mean obviously not now hopefully not anyway (laughs) (laughs) it's weird because I'm like the kind of the opposite like I don't think I would ever be like like ever like really enjoy sex with a man but I've been romantically attracted to men and had crushes on men and had feelings for men which is really weird but I just can't ever I would never want to have sex with a man so you know what I mean but I'm yeah this is why mm, yeah. I'm just I'm just gay because yeah. I just would never but it is kind of crazy how like when you ask them what their sexuality is you respond with like the sexual basis rather than I'd really like if I met someone and they were like listen like I'm bisexual but I'm homoromantic 
because I feel like then if you were a man and that was a woman saying that, you could be like, oh, six. So like, maybe you would have sex with me, but like, I'm not going to catch feelings because I know you're homoromantic. Do you get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, people don't know about this like heteroromantic, like biromantic, yeah. like the romantic shit, like at all. I remember I only found out about it like when I like had a group of like fully queer friends at like Brown University in a post. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, the most liberal people you're gonna find. So like, and that's like the only time I've ever like heard about it, and like people talking about it because like some of the people were there were like, yeah, I feel like I could be like biromantic, but like homosexual or whatever you know like whatever it was and if we just like normalize that a lot more because I also feel like there's this whole thing of like so many women that like would shag other women but they would never date them so then it's like okay yeah you like that maybe you're just like bisexual but like you're heteroromantic you know but like I don't know it's also kind of counterintuitive because then the whole like labels question is like are they helpful or are they just like putting people into a box like at the end of the day it doesn't really matter but I do feel like it could be helpful to be like, yeah, but that's a thing. Like, you know, like your sexual attraction doesn't necessarily like match your romantic attraction. Yeah. yeah, And that's like normal. Yeah, I do think it depends on the person as well. Because like you're saying you love the word lesbian. Like you love the label. Whereas I'm so, I feel like I've reached such a stage of like, I don't know. Like I'm kind of scared of all the labels. (laughs) I don't really know which one's like right, right now. Because I think it's how you view it, because it's not Mm. like, I don't see it as like a tattoo that you have for the rest of your life, you know? It's like, this is what matches me Mm. to the moment, and if I meet that one person that Mm. does make me reconsider, then I'll just reconsider, you know? Mm. Like, come out once, I can do it again. And like, even with my whole process of coming out, it wasn't like a one big day I told everyone that I knew. It was more just, I kind of started telling people that like, yeah, I kind of like girls, and then it just progressed and progressed and progressed, like through conversations. And then one day I was kind of like, yeah, shit, I think, I think I'll only be with girls, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I'm probably a lesbian. And like, you kind of deal with it more openly with people, but still using the labels, mm. you know? Yeah. I totally get when people don't individually want labels or care about labels, but like, I, I think labels serve like such a huge purpose. Mm. Like, it's how you find community and like shared experience. And like, also it is like the word, like, something you can like relate to and see yourself in, you know? How much of your kind of understanding of your sexuality has come from like your friends and stuff rather than the people you're attracted to? I don't know because I actually when I was at school and then when because I went to uni in Exeter like Jersey and Exeter are very straight places Mm. so it was like I didn't really know anyone gay at school and then I was in my relationship and we were like the only like gay people (laughs) and then when I was at Exeter I knew a few bi girls but it wasn't like a big queer community and so this has kind of been the first time where I've like had a lot of queer or like non-straight friends and so I think that does actually help you kind of figure out your identity a bit more like it's it's actually kind of weird when you're the only one because then you're a bit like I feel like straight people they don't understand the nuances in the way that like that sounds weird but it's like they just kind of don't understand it in the way that queer people do yeah so they like see you date someone and they're like oh like this is you now or like or they kind of just make their own assumptions like after I ended my three-year relationship with a girl and then I was like I like dated a couple of men and one of my friends was like oh so like do you think you'll ever like go back to women and I was like yeah and I was like, I was, like I'm not mostly like into women I was like this, this is, is a hiatus a <laughs> <laughs> I think they kind of like they see it very much like what are you doing right now that's your sexuality mm-hmm. yeah yeah what about you Emily 
yeah um, I mean all my friends are gay literally all of them <laughs> have one straight friend um and that's mainly because I did women's rugby at uni and that's where all my friends came from and most of them are gay um I think <laughs> uh yeah I, I don't know I think um it's like a, a whole kind of culture within your friendship group isn't it I I think that I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't be friends with a straight person obviously not I, of course I, I would but it's not I I would <laughs> I don't think I would like just vibe with them anywhere near as much as I would with a, a queer person you know it's I would feel maybe slightly uncomfortable if like I was in a room of straight people and like do you know what I mean and I was the only queer one um I don't know yeah I think that it helped me come out I came out properly like 100% when I was at uni um and that it helped having lots of gay friends um around me and it made me just so comfortable um and I honestly wouldn't want it to change like I don't like I, I like surrounding myself with gay people and um, that's why all my friends I think are it's not like I've chosen it on purpose but that you kind of like you said before gravitate towards each other kind of thing yeah um, I, w- I went from having zero zero gay friends apart from like one or two who were still kind of under wraps in Ireland to then going to uni in Manchester and everybody I knew was gay. Mm. Literally, like, turn a corner mm. and there's a gay person. Like, you could smell each other out. They were everywhere. <laughs> and my whole friendship group was gay. And that was, like, so exciting as, like, a... You know, like, talks that you have about boys when you're younger? And it's so exciting. And, like, oh, my God, like, he texted me and stuff. And then I had that same feeling when I was, like, 18. Mm. And it was, like, another part of girlhood that I never knew about. Like, it was another way of, like, oh, my God, like, being so excited, like, about like shared heartbreaks and stuff because like in secondary school all stuff with girls was kind of under wraps and kind of secretive because of all the religion and everything and then it was so liberating to like move to a big city and it was just so normal Mm. if you could like say this is such a like cheesy question but if you could say (laughs) something to like your like baby gay self what would you tell them or like anyone who's like listening to this that's like kind of questioning what would you want them to know it's gonna be really bad yeah. like as in uh, like, that sounds so bad I don't mean as in like society I don't mean anything like that I mean like heartache like your first like, sapphic breakup like I can't explain this to straight people because like I've had straight breakups it's not the same thing like there is a certain way of like how I feel in my experience like women relate to each other and speak to each other and the relationship you create mm. that is just so detrimental like uh, my first breakup made put me on a psych ward it was it was horrific and like I was not prepared for that as a baby because I'd never I thought I'd feel the same as I had about like breakups with men where I just didn't give a flying fuck but it was it was not like that at all mm. at all so that's what I would be like prepare yourself because I thought like women love each other women are so nice this will be so easy no yeah. it's so wrong <laughs> it's so wrong <laughs> um I think I would say because I think something that I was scared about growing up was that if people knew that I liked women that they'd see me as masculine and I kind of had mm. this thing in my head and I think as well because like when I was in school like I was a bit taller and had a deeper voice and so like I don't know I just felt like people saw me as like more masculine even though like I've never really presented that way so I think I would say to myself like your sexuality doesn't have anything to do with that and like you can be really feminine and still be queer or like you could experiment with like presenting yourself in different ways and it doesn't mean that people are just going to see you that way forever Mm, yeah I think I'd just be like this is cringe but I'd just be like relax like it's all right it's not a big deal like you know what I mean because it's been for me, um, it kind of felt like almost the end of the world. Like when I realised I was gay, when I was young, 
I'd just say to myself or to anyone, I'd just be like, it's, it's fine. Like, just mm. chill. I have a question for the panel. <laughs> um, did you ever, <laughs> like, realising you were gay, like, did you ever feel the need to present more masculine to kind of, like, prove to other people? Because mm. I went through I went through a dark phase, <laughs> a really deep dark phase. And, like, I've got a masculine head. It did not suit me at all. It did not. I looked like Boo out of Orange is New Black. Like... It was, it was it was rough it was a really rough time and I'm glad I came out of it but it was just like I, in my head I was like that's how lesbians look mm. and then yeah. you know it wasn't yeah. until after meeting feminine lesbians I was like oh okay I don't actually have to do that mm. like Christ not really like masculine I think I was like I said I was kind of scared so I went like the other way but mm. maybe sometimes I dress kind of quirky because I was like gay people dress quirky <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was kind of how I like tried to present it without really and you're not wrong yeah like, that's so gay people dress yeah. quirky yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I still have that of like it depends on where I'm going and who I'm seeing like mm. oh I think I look too gay right now or I look too straight right yeah. now like and I don't want to look like this yeah but like like when I cut my hair last summer I had such an identity crisis I was like I look so gay and I can't <laughs> escape it like there's nothing to hide behind yeah that's kind of interesting stressful. why would you not want to look gay I'm like I, I want to do know. everything I can no I was just like because I feel like hair is such a big like if you cut mm. it it's like you can't do anything about it whereas clothes yeah. you can change like whenever you Daily. want yeah. but because I was just waiting for my hair to grow out I was like oh my god everyone's gonna know everyone's gonna know as if I don't have a sex relationship <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god and yeah you can't learn all the information yeah. there anyway no I had it the other way because I feel like people don't assume that I'm gay just by looking at me mm. like sometimes people are like oh my god I would have had no idea that you date women and I'm like yeah. I hate when people say yeah. that um, yeah when I went on my first date with Emily I FaceTimed my brother and I was like do I look gay enough like is she gonna think I'm straight even though we literally kissed the night before so I'm always like oh do people think I look straight yeah because I dress kind of because I dress feminine mm. yeah so, like there were crises with that I don't know no, yeah I feel that I got a really traumatizing mullet last year. And I've never looked so gay in my entire life. Like yeah. it was so short. Like it was a real mullet, like 1970s footballer type of mullet. Like not like a cute little 2023 mullet. And um it was really like it, it was the first time in my life that I felt I looked so intensely gay and I did not enjoy it. I mean it was nothing to do looking masculine to be honest, because like I was still kind of dressing the same, so I didn't really look that masculine. But it was just an awful haircut on me. I'm not sure if it was connected to but normally I will do anything I can to try and look gay because I feel like it's just like I don't know it feels correct you know mm. what what are the things that you think make you look gay yeah <laughs> <laughs> which rings. is so funny you know I was, I was explaining that to my mum recently and now rings and jewellery is like a gay thing yeah and she was like that's weird it's just very cumbersome and then I was thinking about it and I was like actually <laughs> thinking about it lesbians should be the last people wearing rings because it's, yeah. it's extremely cumbersome <laughs> i always think like that. do you yeah. know what i mean like <laughs> like i want to get to know anyone and i've got to be like five minutes yeah and like nice. all of this is i'm going to take out and like all of this it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> I remember one of the first times I got fingered and like the person was wearing rings and I was like, are you not scared that they're gonna get like lost? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, but like can you feel them? And I was like, to be honest, no. <laughs> like, 
I guess it's fine yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, I've never played with someone with these rings on. I mean, those are big. Like, yeah, I think no, it depends I, how big the rings I are. I do some like, harm. Those would be fine. These actually. are fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see, those I wouldn't see. I wouldn't be like, those are gay rings. No, no, they're, they're straight girl rings, really. Yeah. <laughs> but how weird is it that people can just tell? Because I don't think people, I don't think straight people have that filter of like, this is gay or this is straight. Because yeah. in my head, when I wear Doc Martens, it's gay. Yeah. But if a straight person wears Doc Martens, it's straight. Yeah. And I can't explain why that. <laughs> but it just is, and other gay people know it too. Yeah. You know. I think it's because there's something gay it's about because... Doc Martens. Yeah. But then straight yeah. people wear them like, anyway. Yeah. The straights like need to get to know. That's the thing. It's like the gays know, and the straights just need to get to know, because we're like aware of all these little things that they're just not aware of. <laughs> um no wait but back to the feminine presenting and like masculine presenting thing like I remember when I was like first coming out and like realizing I was bi or whatever being so into like the lesbian community on YouTube like I literally knew everything about all of those lesbians lives and like there it was like a group of like you know there were like loads of like butch looking women and like loads of like femme looking women and like to me that was like like an introduction into like oh yeah literally lesbians can look like anything yeah i don't know why like i had such a like deep idea of like oh this is what a lesbian looks like but like yeah i don't know and that was like really affirming to me at least like when i was like coming out and like realizing like my gayness because i was like oh yeah like i can be literally as feminine as i want and that doesn't mean shit you know yeah yeah Mm. I feel like we get all of that realization so much earlier now because of like the internet. Yeah. Because imagine if we had grown up with no access to the internet or anything. Like, imagine what your idea of what a lesbian would be. I don't know any like older lesbians or anything when I was younger. Like, I'd have no picture of what that's supposed to look like. Yeah. 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 That's scary that people had to do it without the internet. (laughs) But that must be like why the straights don't know because they're not on like the. Like on queer TikTok or anything, they must just see like other straight people and think that that's like what everyone looks like. <laughs> they Terrifying. They just see they just see straight people and they just think yeah. everyone's straight. Yeah, low key. Because have you ever seen like a straight person's PU page? Oh my god, I imagine no. that's scary. I, like I feel like that would be dystopian. Never encounter that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Does it ever glitch and you get like a straight video and you're like, yeah. whoa, I get yeah. it? Like, yeah. Oh God, yeah. It's like it's like it's when my boyfriend gets out of the shower and I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Swipe as quickly as you can coming back. Yeah. You know, I had this realization recently because I saw someone like doing a parody of like male thirst traps. And I saw it and I was like, I don't get the joke. And I was like, fuck, I've, I've never seen a male thirst trap <laughs> <laughs> in my entire life. Like, that would just never come up for me. It's not in your vocabulary. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I feel like that's a good place to wrap up. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much to all our lovely guests for joining us and sharing your experiences. We hope you guys found this helpful interesting in some way and to all our lesbian listeners happy lesbian visibility (laughs) week we hope you are the most visible you've ever been wear so much pink and white and orange (laughs) yeah and keep spreading that lesbian agenda yeah definitely and (laughs) we'll be back hopefully with more queer content because it's nearly pride month or like soonish um so obviously stay tuned subscribe wherever you get your podcasts 
join our Patreon if you want to watch the video. Um, and you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, at Podcast, or on our website, sextraspodcast.com. And yeah, we'll see you very soon. Yeah, bye! You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi. Produced by Mabel Productions. Sex.